Welcome to Epignosis, the teaching ministry of Chris Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. I will be speaking today on the topic called spirituality. When I made the decision to turn my life over to Christ in the late 80s, I was as many are, filled with zeal to please God and thought I knew how. I actually had reason to believe I knew how because as a child, I regularly attended an upcoming Pentecostal church in the late 70s. As a matter of fact, I was one of, if not the best child at Sunday school in the children's church of that ministry. I featured regularly in special presentations in the main church. As early as six years old, I knew all the books of the Bible and the arrangements by heart. I was the I too know kid who always raised his hands to answer questions during class. And I always got it right. I remember a particular occasion, I was eight years at the time, one of the teachers held me by the waist and lifted me over his head and prayed that God should use me. I will never forget that event. In fact, thinking about it now, I must have been so annoying to the other kids. About 10 years later, I made a conscious decision to get born again at a campus fellowship. Now, based on my antecedents at the time, I felt I knew enough to understand and know what God wanted. So I jumped right into it on the basis of preconceptions. That is what most people do. Once they get saved, they turn to evangelists immediately out of excitement, believing they know things that they do not know. Now that I was born again, my greatest desire was to please God. Apart from endeavoring to live a life in a way I felt was righteous, I decided to go into regular fasting. I fasted at least four times a week. There was no real reason behind my fasting beyond that I was trying to make God like me. I figured that making those efforts will show God how serious I am and so he will allow me to go to heaven when I die. Something like that. To be quite honest, the only results I can deduce from my fasting efforts those days was that I got a little leader. Now those days, I looked at the leaders in the fellowship I was a part of as very spiritual, and I wished I could be like them. The entire experience was surreal and euphoric. I actually had so much joy and peace of mind. I felt it was the doing of the Holy Spirit, which I hadn't even received at the time. Along the line, I joined one of the groups and our leader fixed a fasting program for the entire group. I think it was a seven-day program. Now, being a regular fasting practitioner, it was a piece of cake for me, so I cruised through effortlessly. Well, that was until about the fourth or fifth day, I discovered our leader who had fixed the fasting program eating somewhere on campus. This was a big shock to me. It was the first major blow of reality that hit me in the face. That really burst my bubble. It dawned on me that things may not be as I had thought. The people I looked up to may not actually be as perfect as I had believed. 
It was my first motivation to get to know God for myself and not use men as my standards. It soon also dawned on me that I didn't know God as well as I thought I did. As time went on, I received the Holy Spirit. And not too long after, I began to hear the Spirit. I became less and less led by things on the outside and more and more driven by the nudges of the Spirit. I didn't trust those nudges at first, but as time went on, they became a part of me. I learned to ask the Spirit about things rather than ask people. I learned to trust my physical senses less and my inner impulses more. Gradually, the way I saw and interpreted things was increasingly from a spiritual perspective. When I learned that man was not his physical body, but the spirit wearing the physical body, I began to see my eyes like a window through which I, which is my spirit, looks out at the physical world. I have not arrived yet, but to a great extent, I have that vital understanding. Unlike before, when I say I, I am not talking about my body. My body is a different thing altogether from the real me. My body is merely a physical formation built by my subconscious mind as a means of expression on this physical world. It is a vehicle. In other words, I made my body, but I did it subconsciously. Listen to this. God made me, and I made my body. I am a creation of God, but my body is my creation. Now, because I made my body, it is my responsibility, not God's responsibility. I can't get too deep into how the subconscious made the body, because it's a whole other topic. But in a nutshell, the subconscious mind built the physical frame by following building instructions passed down from parents known as DNA. Your DNA is unique to you. Knowing that my body is my creation makes it unacceptable for me to hand over control to my body or regard it as me since I made it. If something is my product, it can't also be my leader. That's why the concept of spirituality and carnality is about the body and the spirit and their influence on the mind. Your mind is either driven by impulses coming from your body or from the nudges coming from your spirit. Whichever has dominance on the mind decides if a person is spiritual or carnal. Now please note that I have been speaking of two spirits. The spirit with a capital S is another entity who is a gift sent to Christians as a helper from Christ. And we call him the Holy Spirit. And the second spirit is me, man made in the image of God. But being spiritual has nothing to do with these two spirits. But it's about the workings of the mind. I know it sounds a little confusing, but your personality is a matter of your mind, not the spirit. The spirit and the Holy Spirit are always there, but the mental orientation towards the spirit is what determines spirituality status. So spirituality is actually a matter of the mind. I remember when I was still a much younger Christian, I thought that being spiritual was about being righteous 
or behaving in a certain way. And that being carnal was basically being a sinner. But nothing could be further from the truth. Being spiritual could lead to better character, but it certainly doesn't make the person perfect. There are many people who, though spiritual, yet they are wicked. And others who are carnal, but nice. The main difference is that the spiritual person has great advantages over the carnal person. Carnal people are always under control, and spiritual people are always in control. Carnal men are always victims, victims of life. Things just happens to them. They can't help being victims of dangerous habits. They can't help being victims of anger and jealousy and all kinds of vices. They are controlled by external impulses because that is where their mind is oriented towards. But because the spiritual person's mind is more oriented towards inner impulses, though he can do bad things, he is never a victim of those things. He does them consciously so he could stop at any time he wants. As it says in 2 Corinthians 2.15, But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. This clearly declares the authority a spiritual person has. The attributes listed in Galatians 5.22 and 23 called the fruits of the Spirit are manifestations of a person oriented to the Spirit. The scripture says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Spiritual men don't operate under law. These attributes are descriptions of personalities that someone who is spiritual is likely to manifest. These attributes are not manifested by efforts, but are the results of the strength which comes from that state of mind. It doesn't mean the person is perfect. Now, on the other hand, the things called the works of the flesh, listed in Galatians 5, 19-21, are characters that naturally manifest in anyone whose mind is dominated by his physical senses. They are not things such people do intentionally, nor does it mean they are evil people. It just means they can't help being like that as a result of their mental condition. So being spiritual is not about how you dress or saying praise the Lord all the time, or quoting scriptures or even praying for 10 hours. Rather, it is about living life from the inside out. It is about being dominated by a spiritual mindset. It is about having a spiritual perspective more than a physical one. It doesn't mean that the spiritual man is like that 100% of the time, nor the carnal man so all the time. Our bodies are not our enemies, but they are assets. Listen, one cannot be spiritual all the time. How can one enjoy activities like eating or emotional love or sex if one doesn't take time to relax every now and then when it's necessary? It is about which mindset dominates a person. It doesn't really decide who goes to heaven or hell, but it determines the quality of life the individual will live while he's on earth. 
I also strongly advise that you pace yourself when it comes to spirituality. Going too far, too fast into spirituality has its own downside. The more spiritually minded you are, the less interesting things in this physical world becomes to you. And if care is not taken, it can lead you to opting for an early exit out from this world. So please take it easy when it comes to spirituality. Grow in your spiritual orientation, but do it gradually. Spirituality is not just a good thing, but it is necessary. It's a pathetic tragedy to die with a carnal mind. It's not something you want, trust me. The spiritual man has faith, but the carnal man is usually filled with fear. Because their eyes are always on their circumstances. It is easier for the spiritual man to love people, but the carnal man can't help being in hate. Whichever way you look at it, a spiritual mindset is an invaluable asset that everyone needs to have. It's an effort which is worth it, if absolute freedom is what you're seeking. Christ said you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Truth can only be accessed in the spirit realm. Therefore, only the spiritual can have access to it and the freedom from fears which it brings. So rather than man-pleasing or being a man-pleaser or just being nice, go for spirituality. It's the only way to live and not just exist. Trust more on your inward impulses than the things that are happening around you and you will see that life could be much better than it is now. Thank you so much for listening and God bless you. were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support, and contributions, kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.